You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White. I am excited to have with me in the studio on today a lady that I admire so, so much. She's a top producer with Mary Kay. Years ago, she's retired now, but she's one of those people that you need to get to know. We're going to have a deep dive conversation with Susan Holman, who is a person that will just steal your heart away because she is a person that is of integrity. She's a person that is a heart-centered messenger and she has some nuggets and we're going to talk a little bit to her talking about her journey, how her life brought her to where she is today and she's a Christian. So we're excited about that. I want to welcome my special guest, Susan. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Sheila. Thank you for the honor and the privilege to be here today and to chat and share um, from the heart. Yes, Susan, you're one of my favorite people. So this is like a conversation, like we're at tea or something like that or something. Absolutely. I want to first begin a little bit about your backstory. Let's talk a little bit about as a little girl and your dreams and aspirations, um, what you wanted to do, the size of your family. And, um, you know, what were you thinking about as a little girl? Well, thank you for asking me that question, Sheila. Mm -hmm. I grew up here in Joliet, Illinois. Yay, City of Champions. uh, City of Champions. (laughs) Not too far from where we're actually recording this today. And um, I was blessed. Uh, My parents were loving individuals, um, and they they were not wealthy, Mm -hmm. but they loved us. They loved each other, and they loved us. And, you know, one of the things we know that the greatest example you can set for your children as as parents is to be, you know, loving parents towards each other because we learn to love, we learn to communicate in the home. Mm -hmm. So I was abundantly blessed to have wonderful parents. My mother was a nurse, and my dad worked for the J Railroad, which oh. is now owned by Canadian Northern. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they had four children. And, you know, we did the, the Joliet grow up. We I went to St. John's. I went to St. Okay. Francis. I went to Joliet Junior College. Uh, but I, I truly was blessed to have a mother who was a woman before mm. her time. Mm. Um, and my mother, who was born in 1919, who wanted to be a doctor, who was a BSN in nursing and had mm-hmm. a career in work till she was 78 years old. Wow. She truly was a, a woman before her time. And she raised her children to be individuals, I believe, beyond our time. Uh, and she always, you know, instilled in us that we could do whatever we set our mind to do. Wow. And I, some of the things my mother used to say is, you know, what's the worst thing in the world that could happen to you if you tried that? You're not going to die and fall off the first face of the earth, which yeah. is Mother Joliet wisdom. <laughs> but the seeds of that statement, mm. was she was teaching us to be risk takers. And when you're raising your children, you want to raise them to be risk takers, yeah. calculated risk takers. Yeah. But but risk takers, because life is about risk. Life is about journeying forward. Life is about mm-hmm. having experiences. And and we don't succeed at all experiences we have, but we learn through that process. So my mother would always say, what's the worst thing in the world that could happen to you? If you try that, you're not going to die and fall off the face of the earth, which mm-hmm. mean I, you know, for me as a little kid, you're going to do that now. <laughs> but I'm so profoundly grateful of that yeah. and also grateful of the fact that my mother instilled in me that I could do anything I set my mind to do. And she painted a picture. And now I'm 
was born in 1954. I was being raised in the 60s. I graduated from high school in 1972. Mm. Women weren't giving women, women weren't giving young girls that message in that time frame that I could do whatever I chose to do, that I would go to college, I would have a career, I would have a family. That's right. Um, That was not the message that was being, you know, provided. So thank the Lord that my mother provided that message. And Mm -hmm. I just walked that walk into my early adult life. And uh, very interesting, because I thought that my adult life, my undergraduate degree is in communication and theater. Mm. My master's is in arts administration, which is the business on running arts organizations. Yeah. And I was always a theater person when I was growing up and performing. And I thought that that's where I was going to craft my career. And that's where I crafted the first seven years of my career as an adult person. But the Lord had other plans for my life. Yes, so yes. as I was living in Uh, in Chicago and working for Northwestern University. Um, I was trying to craft an exit plan, and the Lord had an exit plan for me that Mm. I didn't know was my exit plan, and he deposited me into Mary Kay Cosmetics. Wow. Now, before you get into the Mary Kay, we're going to get into that a little bit. Going back a little bit, um, you said that your mom raged a certain way. Kids aren't getting that message today. And and I want to talk a little bit about the communication Mm -hmm. that you think is missing Mm -hmm. with the parents today Mm -hmm. um, because they're not getting the message that, you know, you can do this or you can do that Mm -hmm. and not raising the children in Mm -hmm. the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, What's missing with the parents today? You know, there's time out over here and they just don't talk to the kids or whatever. Um, There's so many different messages that children are getting, but it's not the right message because I think we're failing as a society in so many ways. So because of your upbringing and the way that you were taught, what are we missing today well, would you I say? am you know I am not the perfect parent no one is a perfect parent mm-hmm. I have been blessed I have four adult children and six grandchildren and my four adult children are independent self-sufficient standalone adults raising their families yeah. um, but one thing that I it, it just it breaks my heart today that I mm-hmm. see so often and there's actually a term for it it's called outsourcing your children so today what will many parents are doing is that they're outsourcing their children to devices. They're outsourcing their children to, you know, the coach, the teacher, the, um, the, the dance to, you know, the dance Mm. studio, whatever it is, we're outsourcing, we're outsourcing our children, and we're not engaged in effective parenting. And I am 69 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, We have several generations, well, probably two generations now of, of, of adults who are parenting that didn't have good role models of parenting. Um, mm. And nobody has a perfect family. Yeah, that's uh, again, true. Again, I'm not yeah. Pollyanna. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what if you were born in the 50s right, or the 1880s right. or right. whatever. We don't have perfect families, but our whole construct of how we how we parent today has changed so dramatically. And yesterday, what a pertinent pertinent question that you ask here, because yeah. yesterday when I was watching the you know the CEOs of the five big techs uh, mm. being interviewed in Congress, yeah. um, and and there were some backstories on that. And, you know, one woman and, and oh, for horrendously crushing that her child took their own life. Oh. But it was an 11-year-old child. And I heard her being interviewed. And she said she was addicted to Snapchat and TikTok. And this woman's going on and on and on. And, I'm, mm-hmm. and I said this to my husband at the dinner table last mm-hmm. night. I said, 
that parent had to hand that device to that child. An 11-year-old child does not have the dollars and cents or the accessibility to go out and buy a cell phone or to buy a tablet. Yes, Um, yes. That is gifted to that child. Mm -hmm. And so, um, again, there's off-shifting responsibility for parental guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, Several years ago in in one of my Bible studies, Mm -hmm. um, I was probably the oldest woman in the room, and uh, (laughs) one of the young mothers said, she, she put this out of the table, and she said, hey, girl, do you think it's okay if I check my 11-year-old or 10-year-old little girl's um, messages on her cell phone? I was just blown away. This was a couple years ago. This was Mm. right before the pandemic of the way that the adult women at that table who were engaged in parenting were responding yeah. to her. And, and I said, well, <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, okay, let's have a mic drop here. <laughs> I said, would you like to know what I think? Yeah. Oh, of course, you know. Yeah. I said, why does she have a cell phone? That is a mic drop moment. <laughs> right there. They didn't like that. Mm. Um, but, you know, we parents today, you, you have to assume responsibility to parent. Yeah. And that does come back to communication, right? Mm. So what... And, and, what we see quite often, and I'm not parenting, I, yeah, my children yeah. are grown at this mm-hmm. point in the game, but yeah. immediately, you know, you have a child that's under a year old, mm. and the parent is handing them the cell phone yeah. to play on the cell phone. It's the babysitter, it's the engager, it's the teacher, it's wow. the integrator. It's the outsourcer, like you said. The outsourcing, yes, yeah, we're outsourcing yeah. to the device. Mm-hmm. So that's very, very chilling when mm. we think about it. Um mm. It's amazing. So communication. Well, communication is everything. Wow. You know, it reminds me of, you know, people say, I have a strong-willed child. They're just Mm -hmm. so strong. They just won't do what I say and things like that. But I found out later on that there's no such thing as a strong-willed child. It's a weak-willed parent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A weak-willed parent, like you said, will give that child at that age a Mm -hmm. cell phone, a tablet to play with. But at the same time, that has an effect on their psyche. The Mm -hmm. communication is breaking down because, like you said, they're outsourcing. So that is very important and that is very Mm -hmm. key. Um, We're going to get a little bit into, you mentioned Mary Kay a little Mm -hmm. bit. I want to go into your story about how you got into that journey. What happened that you one day, after being an adult and working and having a family, you decided, Hmm. I'm going to try something different. Take us back to that day. Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, Actually, it was a day of God's divine intervention in my life. But to predicate that lightning bolt, um, I was at a point, I was 26, 27 years old, Mm -hmm. and I had come to the realization that internally, I truly was not an in-the-box person. I Mm -hmm. am an entrepreneur. I'm an Mm -hmm. independent contractor. I'm a person who wants to drive their own ship. I want to make my own decisions. I I want to do what I choose to do when I choose to do it, promote myself when I Mm -hmm. want to be promote right write my own paycheck. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And, you know, as an independent business person, you write your own paycheck. Mm. So I was in this mindset of, okay, I need an exit plan. And I always am so profoundly thankful and blessed for all the experiences that God gave me as a young adult Mm. to be hired by Northwestern University at 23 years of age to run a brand new $9 million arts facility that was just opening. I was the first administrator. That is a gift from the Lord. Mm. And I am profoundly grateful for all the experiences I had for the for the you know the tenure I was with the university, mm-hmm. but I chose to leave um, because it was a box and I didn't mm-hmm. want to be in the box. I wanted my my independence. So I'm trying to figure out how am I going to do this right? Yeah. And um, I was living in the city at that time. My girlfriend was moving out of Chicago to go become the marketing director for the Seattle Zoo, and we were going. Me and my girlfriends, we were going to her apartment to party. We were young women with a lot of education. Mm. We had big jobs, big titles. We had no money. 
Oh, um, you know, wow. you know, that's interesting. That's very interesting. 1981. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, so off I go to my girlfriend's apartment yeah. that day. And that day changed my life. I went in there. And there was a woman there. I didn't know she was going to be there. And she was from Mary Kay Cosmetics. I knew nothing of the company, nothing of the product, nothing of the process, wow. nothing, nothing. And I'm a D. I'm a dominant personality. I always have a plan. I'm always, you know, seeking to be in control, although the Lord's in control of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I went there that day, and that day changed my life. And there was this amazing, beautiful young director there that day to give us makeovers before we went out to party. Oh, wow. Um, And and I I didn't wear any makeup. Dial soap and rubbing alcohol, no makeup. I was not the senior national sales director walking in the front door that you would have thought. So anyway, I listened to Darlene Berggren, who was my mentor for 28 years Mm -hmm. in Mary Kay, who Mm -hmm. when the Lord called her home from cancer at 58, Mm -hmm. was one of the top three inner circle national sales directors in Mary Kay, which is, that's a that's a big step. That's 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 the tip of the tip of the tip of the tip wow. of the tip of the top, right? Wow. Um, and she was my mentor. So I listened to her that day, and she said, "This is an incredible entrepreneurial venture. Um, you can work when you want to work. You can promote yourself according to your own time frame. Mm. Um, we will train you free. Free was really good. Free was a good opportunity. Yes, yes. Um, and you can do this when you choose to do it. And I went, I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. I can interact with people. I can make a difference in somebody's life by mm. making them feel better about themselves. Wow. I can build my own business. I can impact the lives mm. of other individuals by building that business. And you're going to teach mm. me how to do that. Nobody's going to hold me back. Let's go. That's amazing. And I left there that day, which was so atypical for me. So I know that that was the Lord's divine intervention in my life. You know, the Lord often leads us down paths we don't choose to go. Yes. And he will lightning bolt you like he lightning bolt yes, Saul or yes. Paul. Yeah, yeah. Um, literally, it was a lightning bolt. Yeah. And I left there that day and I never looked back. And all I said to Darlene was just teach me what mm-hmm. I need to do. I'm a worker. I'll do the work. Just teach me what I need to do. And I have the utmost respect for Mary Kay Cosmetics. We yeah. are in our 60th year. Yeah. We are an amazing company. We are in 40 global markets. Mm-hmm. Um, and talk about an opportunity for individuals. I mean, wow. Mary Kay was an amazing woman, and I was actually trained by Mary Kay Ash herself. She was a visionary, a woman before her time. Mm. And um, she created this company, and this company is flourishing today. Yeah. And, you know, it's wow. And and here I sit. Yeah. Because yeah. we have to retire at 65. So wow. here I am retired as a senior national sales director on an incredibly yeah. abundant, what we yes. call the family security program, which is yeah. the retirement program for Mary Kay. How many Cadillacs? Do they still give away pink oh, Cadillacs? Yes. They yes. still give away pink absolutely, Cadillacs? Absolutely. How many have you owned in your, in your well, time? I've with been that? blessed to have 19 pink Cadillacs in my <sighs> career with Mary Kay and 21 company cars. So when you're active as a sales director, well, you, you can earn a car as a consultant in Mary yeah. Kay. Um, mm. When you're active as a sales director, you get a new car every two years. So, And then when you're a national, that's just part of your package. And then when I retired from Mary Kay, they gifted me with my final Cadillac um, as part of my package when I retired in 2020. So I'm profoundly grateful. Oh, my goodness. Um, but it's interesting. When I earned my wow. – fr- I picked up my first pink Cadillac here in Joliet at John Bay's over on Larkin yeah, Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had worked so hard for that baby. And when I pulled it, it was winter. It was December. And it had snowed, and my pink Cadillac was out there, and it was glistening. That was my first Cadillac. That was 19 Cadillacs ago. Wow. 
and oh. um, just abundance. But when I earned my first pink Cadillac, my mom said, well, are you happy now? And I go, <laughs> oh, mom, that's nothing. Oh, my. That's oh, nothing, my. mom. That's yeah. just, you know, one of the rungs on the ladder of success. Yeah, yeah. So no, I'm going to the top. Wow. Now, was it when you got the second and the third and the fourth and by the 10th? As magical the, every it's time. Every time, a different Cadillac, pink Cadillac, you just, there's something about it. Oh, my gosh. And free? And you don't pay for it? And then they pay the insurance? Oh, And then my. they pay for one designated driver as well. And oh, when you're my. At, you know, when you're yeah. in that program, the, the career car program. And yeah. one thing about the career car program in Mary Kay, which I've always had the utmost respect for, is that it literally is mm-hmm. a career car program. It's not, you know, if you reach a certain level, we'll give yeah. you so much money in your check on a monthly basis yeah. for a car. Yeah. They have a whole department, which is career car services. Now, Mary Kay does offer you the option as a sales director, Mm -hmm. if you do want to have cash compensation versus a vehicle, you can opt for that. Mm. But I mean, that is a real, a real deal. That's, you know, that's entrepreneurship. When you Mm -hmm. said about, you know, I'm able to do what I want to do, write my own paycheck and things like that. That's entrepreneurship. Correct. What do you think are the nuggets that you need as an entrepreneur to be successful because there's there's a lightning bolt that hit you, but something kept driving you forward because there's a lot of people in mm-hmm. businesses like that mm-hmm. and they're not excelling to that level. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not getting pink Cadillacs maybe, but they're trying to just get that brass ring or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, for As an entrepreneur, what would you say that you really need to move you forward in your career on your path to that successful stage? Well, a couple things. Now that I'm no longer active in Mary Kay mm-hmm. and I'm facilitating my business called Eye to Eye Consulting, yes. so I'm working with independent contractors, entrepreneurs, I have found that the same mindset of individuals who choose not to be successful in business is the same as it was for the individuals who chose not to be successful in Mary Kay as it is for individuals who choose not to be successful in their own individual entities that they're seeking to yes, create. So yes. it has nothing to do with the business model. It has everything to do with the human being. Okay. And a couple, and I know exactly mm-hmm. what it is that makes us successful in anything we choose choose to do in yeah. our lives, because our lives are the sum uh, total of the yeah. choices we make. So yes, we, yes. everything we in our life is a choice, but faith, mm-hmm. trust, and most importantly, belief. If you don't believe that mm-hmm. you're going to succeed, you will not succeed. Mm. So the power of the mind is so omnipotent, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean it's it's easy. No, yeah. doesn't it mean it's simple. Absolutely not. I yeah. mean, you've created a yeah. business here yeah. Uh, yeah. from multiple right, just from the ground years, up. Yeah, from, the, from right. Yeah. but you have sometimes where you're like, okay, Lord, I've tied that knot, and I'm yeah. holding on, baby, and I'm. Waiting for that lightning bolt to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, but it all comes down to faith, trust, and belief. Mm -hmm. And then the choice. And we are the sum total of the choices we make. And Mm -hmm. I choose to be successful. I choose to take action. I choose to be the predicator of my own destiny. Okay. Um, It's choice. And having willingness to learn. You have to be willing to learn. Yeah. You know, having, like you said, the willingness to learn and trust and faith, those are some key components. Mm. Um, If a person is saying, I have that. But then they don't have the skill set. How can they get the skill set that they need? Because a lot of people said, "Okay, I believe Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. I want it bad. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, what do you think? How can they get that skill set to be able to propel themselves? Well, that's willingness to learn. Okay. And right now in our marketplace, Mm -hmm. there's ample opportunities for individuals to accrue the skill sets they need to be a successful entrepreneur. That's good. You know, I contribute. um, I 
teach at JJC mm -hmm, for career mm -hmm. uh, and professional development on the non-credit side. That's mm -hmm. how we had the blessing and the opportunity yes. to. Awesome. We did meet once before, but yes, to really yes. flesh out our relationship yeah. when you attended one of my sales yeah. workshops. And mm -hmm. I do have a sales workshop coming up at JJC yeah. um, on the 28th of the this 28th month. The 28th of this mm -hmm. month, okay. And, and that's going to be at Julia Junior College. That'll be at Julia Junior College okay. on Hubel and Building T. Okay. And then I have two classes in April coming up as well, which I'm excited about, a sales management class, which okay. I'm very excited about. It's a new offering for and me. And where's that one going to be? That at? will be at Joliet Junior College. Oh. And that's April 10th. Okay. And then on April 24th at JJC, I have uh, networking for social and business engagement, teaching people how to network and how to engage. But mm. as an individual, when you're growing, you have to be willing to learn the skill set. And there's yeah. ample opportunity for individuals to accrue the skill set of entrepreneurialism today. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's an organization out there called SCORE, Senior Corps of Retired oh, Executives. Yes. Yeah. They have free content, mm. free, F-R-E-E. -E. Yes. Um, most of the libraries have free content in terms of business building. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to a program tomorrow at the Plainfield Library. It's um, it's about entrepreneurship. Okay. I'm not presenting, but I'm attending. Yeah. And that's business over breakfast. So there's so many opportunities oh. for individuals to engage yes. um, the skill sets that they need. Yes. In colleges and universities today, we have majors mm -hmm. in entrepreneurial mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to get a four-year degree to be a successful entrepreneur. I mean, that's you know, interesting. Bill Gates quit college, um, you know. Mm. Uh, so but you have to be willing to learn and willing you have to, to seek out mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to work. Mm, that's key. That's the key right there. You have to be willing to work. And then, like you said, a willingness to learn. Let's talk a little bit about eye to eye consulting. Thank you. Because that kind of is another lightning bolt in your life. <laughs> that kind of gets, took you to a different direction. After having a successful career as mm -hmm. an entrepreneur and, you know, being at a stage in your life, you're like, OK, God, I've, I've done this. I've helped people. I've gotten to the, to the top of this tier, so to speak, mm -hmm. in my business. But then you retired and you decided to say, hmm, what am I going to do next? Well, I knew my expiration date was January of 2020 with Mary Kay. OK. And I started praying, going through a period of discernment, mm. uh, probably about a year and a half before, probably a year, year and a half before I knew, I okay. knew that I had to do something. Yeah, I have the yeah. energy level because of the Lord's <laughs> blessing of a 30-year-old. And I believe that I'm here to contribute mm. until the day the Lord calls me home yes. and that I have a purpose. So I prayed. I prayed. Mm. I mean, I went through a period of discernment. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. that's a very private journey for me, but it's mm. prayer, it's journaling, it's yeah, reading, yeah. it's talking. I talk to the Lord. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I, I just kept hearing um, that I needed to go in this direction. So eye-to-eye -eye consulting is truly just a hybrid of my skill set. So I took mm. my education. Yeah. I yeah. took my experience. I took my higher education. I took my 38 years of experience in, in active in sales, and I put them together and yeah. created eye-to-eye -eye consulting. So I'm an interpersonal communication and sales skill coach. Wow. And people don't realize that we as human beings, we sell at all times mm. in all areas of our lives, in all yeah. quadrants of our lives. Yes. So yes. when a human being says to me, I can't sell, mm. we are selling all the time. Wow. Every human being is selling. And selling is a construct of interpersonal communication. So mm -hmm. if you understand how to effectively communicate, that's key. Yeah. Um, if you understand how people communicate, Mm. And then, of course, we can all learn the skill set of selling. It's yeah. it's not brain surgery. Yeah, uh, it really, truly isn't. That's my mantra. It isn't brain surgery. Is. <laughs> and how we get good at selling yeah, is how yeah. we get good at anything. We practice. We okay. put it into purpose. Yeah, I mean, we put yeah. it into practice. Put it into practice. And yeah. we have it happening. Yeah, you know. 
Let's talk a little bit about this book, book because we're talking about sales right now mm-hmm. and, and communication. And I know this is a book, um, A New Kind of Diversity, has really inspired you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about some of the skill sets and some of the techniques and things that mm-hmm. you found in this book that you would like to share with our well, audience. Well, Tim Elmore, who... Um, Came up through the John Maxwell organization, and I really mm. value John Maxwell. Yes, uh, yes. He's written, like, I don't know, about 90 awesome. books, and he's writing another one. Mm-hmm. But this is called A New Kind of Diversity. And when we think mm-hmm. about diversity, we think of DEI, and we, you know, that's such a buzz. And I don't say yeah. that flippantly, but that's yeah. such a buzz right now right, in our right society, now, yeah. diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. But this is called The New Kind of Diversity. And what this book is about is that there are five different generations that are working in the marketplace together. At this time. That's interesting. There's a great chart in here, which I refer to all the time, which is probably the most impactful part of that book. Because when I'm working with individuals, actually, the time that you were raised, we were talking a little bit about this earlier, the time that you were raised or what your generation is really affects your communication style and how you communicate and how you function and what's of value to you and what isn't Mm. of value to you. So. What we have in the marketplace today is we have a lot. Of, well, baby boomers are quickly retiring, but we have a lot of baby boomers, and you know, baby boomers are hard workers, yes, and yes. you know, they work, 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 and they are, they do, they, yeah, and yeah, they have specific ways, like just do the job, mm-hmm. and different ways that they communicate. Yes, true. Where younger adults today, they don't value that. They don't. Mm communicate in that way they mm-hmm. don't work in that way they would rather have an experience where you know i'm a baby boomer i'm going to work until the job's done mm-hmm. i'm also an entrepreneur so yes. i work till the job's done yes. i don't work till five o'clock mm-hmm. but it's so interesting with young adults today when they're seeking employment and engaging in employment you know they they will tell you i will only work blah da 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 i expect blah da 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 and right. if you don't make me happy oh, i'm wow. out of here wow that is a key right that is so key and that's something that I think we really need to talk about because mm-hmm. when you go into the workplace now, like you said, you have baby boomers, you have Gen X, you have millennials, you have all of these all different of them. people. All of them. And that's really, really interesting because mm-hmm. you've got, you know, there's the gym shoes, there's the heels under the table, there's the boots under the table, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's the flip flops. There's the flip flops under the table. You have all of these types mm-hmm. of personalities, all this diversity going on in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And the communication is so key. You're so right to oh. say that because young people and millennials coming in, this is what I want, this is what I want to mm-hmm. do, this is what I'm going to get paid. Mm-hmm. And they really don't want to work hard to get it they want Mm -hmm. you to give it to them you know and uh, where's the benefits on this you know and interestingly when we go back to what we started the conversation about Mm -hmm. parenting right yeah yeah you know every time a parent is i mean i grew up in joliet Mm -hmm. we didn't go out to eat we i mean it was a big treat to go out to eat yeah i mean everything Mm -hmm. is handed to our children today Mm -hmm. and i mean i my kids, I took them to McDonald's. Right, you know? right, right. And so they have this expectation that everything, and not all young Comes adults, easy. I'm not bashing yeah, all young yeah, adults, yeah. but that it's, you know, you hand it to me. Mm-hmm. And and my youngest son, who's 29 years old, who's incredibly accomplished and a very hard yeah, worker, but yeah. when he was looking for his first position coming out of his graduate program, earning his PhD in medicinal chemistry a couple of years, two years ago, and... Oh, no, when he started the university, he yeah. said to me, well, I told them I don't work on Sunday. Mm. And I go, well, what if they want you to work on Sunday? He goes, yeah. I don't work on Sunday, Mom. And mm. I go, well, what if they <laughs> require you to? Yeah. I don't work on Sunday. Okay. And okay. it's the workplace today has adjusted to this yes, because yes. it has to adjust to and it. And because of COVID as well, with people being right. at home, it changed things. But just it has to adjust mm. because the old way that we worked, and that's what this book is about, right. is 
cannot is not working today and mm. it will not work today because mm. we have different generations different generations communicate differently we work differently mm-hmm. um, have you seen there's a movie out there it's made a few years ago it was uh-huh. called the intern and it has Anne Hathaway in it and it has uh-huh, I think f- it's um oh Gosh, anyway, he goes, he's retired and he takes an internship job in this startup. Mm-hmm. And the lessons learned on both sides of the coin, mm. which are so powerful. It's really wow. a good movie. It's called The Intern. Wow. Yeah. So that's where we're at today. So this is a great book. If you yeah. need to know about communication styles, mm. you need to know how people are working yeah. and how they communicate and what's of value to them and how they, you know, they perceive their reality yeah yeah it's really good it's so interesting because you said how we perceive our reality it's thinking about our global world right now especially mm-hmm. with what's happening in america in the political area it's the communication from this country to another country just i mean there's always been wars going on for a long time mm-hmm. but I, it's a big problem i mean it spills Huge. over not just we talk about the family with the children but even with countries and people that are in political positions mm-hmm. that are making the the laws for our life i mean the communication at that level well communication also aligns with leadership and mm. we have a leadership void in yes, our world today yes, in our yes. country today and in yeah. our world today we have yeah. a leadership void yeah, yeah um but when people are engaged in different levels of leadership um they they communicate differently so John mm-hmm. Maxwell says there's five different levels of, of leadership. Yes. Um, so, you know, and and one thing, too, is you can be a leader, but you can be a manipulator. And right now we have a lot of leadership going on through manipulation mm. um, in, that we wow. see all the time. Yes. Right? yes. Um, and that's really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that all goes back to communication and it all goes back to People being easily led because we haven't instructed our adult persons that are functioning in society today yeah. to be critical thinkers. Right. That's I mean, huge. You look at things and you go, excuse me, you can't see this? Mm. You know, you yeah, can't see yeah. this? But wow. there's so many people that don't know how to make a value judgment today. They don't know how to make a value judgment. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I like that when you said that because when you're going back talking about communication and especially in the workplace and mm-hmm. making a value judgment when you're working with the millennial or baby boomer, whatever it is, Gen mm-hmm. X generation, these different type of personalities as we're trying to communicate on the, whether it's politically on that scale or mm-hmm. even on the church level, mm-hmm. I wanted you to explain a little bit about the different t- personality types, okay. the dominant, you know, the high C's okay. and all of these, because I think that's something that can help people as a takeaway to understand when you're dealing with these types of personalities, first let's explain the different mm-hmm. type of personalities and how you can be able to get along with them, no matter what your personality type is. So Correct. explain that so, a little bit. Um, so as human beings, yeah, yeah. we are blessed to be communicators, right? So com- human beings communicate six different ways, verbal, mm-hmm. nonverbal, visual, and the written form through meta and through energy. Mm-hmm. Um, communication is the foundation of everything. Interpersonal communication is the foundation of everything. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you've been in my one class, but yeah. when, um, if, if people remember nothing, mm-hmm. always remember the fact that every human being you meet wears two invisible signs, make me feel special affirm me, value me as a human being. Yeah. That has not changed. Mm. But we're not doing that today, right? We're not valuing individuals as human beings in our communication process. We're just looking at them as... I don't know what we're just like another place or an alien. They're not of me. Right. <laughs> an know? alien, not of yeah, you. Right. Yeah, and yeah. it's all about me. It's not about you. I'm yeah. not engaging in relationship with you. Mm. And of course, human beings also wear a sign that says, if I step into this relationship, what's in it for me? 
So the basic foundation wow. of everything I teach in interpersonal mm-hmm. communication yeah. and sales, I start out always with doing a personality assessment. Okay. I do a DISC assessment because once you understand what your personality is, um, then your personality style dictates your communication style. And if you can identify mm. your strengths as a communicator, yeah. um, manage your challenges. Yeah. And you can identify the strengths of the person you're speaking to okay. and or what their personality is, what their communication style is. Okay. Then you can seek to communicate with them in the way that they cho- they choose to be communicated with. Okay. So that may sound like a lot of words. So yeah. DISC has been around for almost 100 years. Yeah, yeah. So it's an assessment, and you take this little assessment, which you can do free online, so mm. please, people, yeah. don't get schnookered into people right. charging you wow. exorbitant amount of money because there are people out there that do that. So, mm. so DISC you can take for free online. So you find out, are you a dominant personality? Mm. Are you a people person, which is an influencing personality? Mm-hmm. Are you an analytical personality, which we call C or compliant? Okay. Or are you a steadiness, family-oriented, others-oriented, very cautious individual? Once mm. you find out what your personality type mm. is, um, then you can say, okay, my personality dictates my communication style. And within the construct of that, I have both strengths in my communication style mm. and I have challenges. So just example of that is that I'm a dominant personality. So I will open the conversation. I will drive the conversation. I have a goal in that conversation Mm -hmm. of where I want that conversation to go. Okay, okay. Um, I I am not afraid to Mm -hmm. dig in and ask you um, survey and probing questions to seek to find out what your need is so I can fill that, right? Wow. Now, those are all gifts in my communication structure. Uh, what, What can be a challenge? Because I am a driver driver, I can become very impatient with the person I'm talking to. I can become judgmental Mm. because in my brain, I have an outcome of that conversation. Mm -hmm. And if you're not moving towards that outcome, I can become very judgmental instead of really asking questions, listening, being a discerned listener, hearing what you're really saying, and then responding to what your need is. Mm. And what, you know, what what are you really saying to me? Because people can talk to each other, but meh, nothing going on there. Yeah. So that's the dominant type of personality. That's dominant. And so what would be another personality So a people type? person mm. is high eye. They really love people. Oh, they're engaging. Yes. They're very verbal. I can relate. <laughs> you got it. You I can got relate. It. Um, they're not usually yeah. uh, detail-oriented. Mm, that's uh, true. Yeah. They love to have fun. They mm. love to be with a gaggle of the people. dolphins. Yeah. They <laughs> the love to service. You know, they love yeah. to be engaging yeah. with other people. Yeah. They're not detail-oriented when mm. it comes to being a communicator and trying mm-hmm. to really find out what that person's need is. Um, they're they're not a lot of times willing to dig deep with the questions mm. because yeah they just want to have fun and they don't yeah. want to offend you because yeah, they're just, they're, big, big, they're like dolphins just, just have a good time yeah, flipping in the water just, just love have me, time you know yeah. it's good to go yeah so that's an I mm. um, and then you know there's the S and S is mm. a studiness personality they they care more about another person or another or their pet or a person or their yeah. job or their yeah. community than they yeah. than they care about themselves mm. they're very cautious they're people pleasers so mm. they never want to offend you so again mm. you know from a I'm I was talking from a selling perspective. They're yeah. not digging in with questions oh, to really okay. find out what somebody needs. Got but it. that's good communication, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they always defer decision-making. Oh, you know, I have to talk to the dog. I have to talk, you know, whatever. You yeah, know, talk to the husband, talk to the mom, mm-hmm. dad, anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to yeah. figure it out, right? Yeah, I got to think yeah. about it. Right. That's S personality. But mm. S's are very loyal. And once mm. they engage something, they're very loving. They're very supportive. They're very giving Mm. Um, they're great friends. Yes, yeah, they're yeah. great friends. They'll mm. go the extra mile for you. Mm. C's are analytical. I'm married to a C. Wow. My youngest son is a super high C. <laughs> they're all about information. It's all about information. Everything's mm. cut and dried. I, mm. I always say, if anybody ever watched the old TV show, 
what is it called? Um, the one with Sheldon Cooper. Oh, oh the, um, the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory, yeah, yeah. He is a yeah. super high analytical personality that's and steroids. That's a good example. Right, and that's, that's almost a, to a comical example. <laughs> but they're, they're, it's interesting how they communicate. And mm-hmm. you always have to come equipped with a lot of information mm. to support that communication process. Right. And usually when right. you say to a C, well, how are you today? Good. Just to That's the point. It. I'm good. Just to the point, yeah. In their brain, they're analyzing, why did that person ask me that question? What wow. do they want to know? What, you know, on my perimeter or on my spectrum, do they want good, not so good, this good, that good? That's what they're thinking all the time. Yeah, yeah. And they're very much reality-based. Mm. Like, well, that's a cup. Yeah, yeah. And... That's it. That's it. Right. <laughs> That's it. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. So as we learn more about the different personality types that you just mentioned, um, and talking about the diversity, and we were talking about the baby boomers and, you know, having mm-hmm. all of this going mm-hmm. on in the bowl of communication. I mean, just learning how to relate and communicate with individuals. It helps us better in our walk of life mm-hmm. and things like that. Having all of that going on, I want to know what motivates you? Who motivates you to keep going from day to day? I know you have an inter um, fire that's going on on the inside. Um, but what is one of your go to scriptures, I'll say, or oh, something wow. that helps okay. you to just say, you know what, God, it's you and me. And we've got this, right? You know what I'm saying? What what motivates well, you in the Bible? Well, first of all, as human beings, mm-hmm. nobody can motivate you but you. No one can. I cannot that's motivate good. you. I can seek that's to good. inspire I can lead by example, but I can't motivate you. So motivation is an internal mechanism. Okay. Um, and, you know, what motivates me as a human being? Mm-hmm. Well, I I believe that I'm a servant leader, a servant communicator, a servant mm-hmm. contributor, that I am seeking to walk in mm. the purpose that the Lord has for my life mm. and okay. that I'm here to complete that walk. And, you know, I don't know when the ending date is. The Lord knows when the ending date is, but I will continue to walk on a daily basis. I feel as a human being, yes. I want to share with other people what has been shared with me. And if I can mm. share a skill set or, you know, with another individual that will mm. support them to grow as a human being, yeah. then that's, I'm supposed to do that. That's my mission, right? I'm mm. on a, I, I, so little time, so many people, right? Wow. I'm on a mission so wow. many times. So, And, you know, I always feel the Lord just guiding me. And I also feel that I know when I'm going in a direction I'm not supposed to go. And, you know, Mm. not all the time. It's not like I, you know, say, hey, Lord, you know, I mean, you know, it's not like, but I just have a sense that, okay, I'm going to step out there and I'm going to do that. And I believe the Mm. Lord's leading me there. And I mean, I believe we have a Jabba's appointment here. Yes, yes, yes. um, But motivates me. I'm just motivated every day to get up. I'm so grateful. When I get up every single morning, and I've done this for years, I journal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first thing I put in that journal is, Dear Jesus, thank you for allowing me to wake up this morning. Thank you for my physical and my eternal life. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying for me so I have salvation. Thank you for all the blessings that you shower on me. I'm so grateful for this. And then I, you know, I, I journal and then mm-hmm. I do my prayer time. And now I'm back in my Bible study for the new semester. So I'm doing my Bible study lesson. Yeah, but yeah. I have to have that time in the morning. That's my mm-hmm. time to engage and communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am so blessed mm. that there is nothing I mean, I can, there's, I'm just so blessed. Mm. And I look at everything as a blessing. Wow. 
Is there anything that you would like to share with our audience that's watching today? Um, you know, one last nugget, a piece of yourself that you can give our audience to help them to continue on, to be inspired, to not mm -hmm. give up, mm -hmm. not stop, whether they're an entrepreneur okay. or whether they're just a person that I'm trying to understand this whole diversity thing, working with Gen X, working with millennials, right. working with right. baby boomers, right. and they come into the job and they're just like, this is a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, is there something you would like to say to them to encourage them in the way that you have been encouraged by your hot wire, by that person, <laughs> that internal mechanism that you have? Well, I believe that, and, and there's that word again, it's all about belief. Mm. It's all about belief. Do you have, you know, the, the strength of your convictions? Mm -hmm. And are you integrated in your belief? Are you all in? Mm. Because if you're not all in, you're not in at all. You know, you can't put a foot on the boat and a foot on the dock and not expect to fall in the lake, right? Or fall in the river or fall in the drink. It's going to happen. So are you all in or not in at all? So mm. often as human beings, we're not all in. We think we're all in, but we're not all in. Wow. So, you know, you have to identify to yourself, am I all in this process? Because if I'm all in, there's no other choice than to move forward, right? Mm. To yeah. move forward on the continuum of yeah. life yeah. and um, to walk the journey and to be thankful and grateful. And it all comes down to belief. It all comes down to belief. You have to believe. Mm. I mean, we see that in Scripture everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like the Lord said, how many times do not be afraid in Scripture and then Very believe, true. believe, believe. Mm. You cannot be, you cannot accept eternal salvation from the Lord unless you believe. You wow. have to believe. Yes, yes. Faith, trust, and belief. You have mm. to believe. And then wow. you have to, you know, it doesn't come instantaneously. Nothing comes instantaneously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it will come if you keep watching the path. And I, I have it above my desk. It's in Habuka where it says the time has not yet come for the vision to be made clear. But keep wow. keep on. I'm, I'm paraphrasing keep this. Vision, keep yeah, going plain, yeah. because it will come to fruition. Yes. You know, these are my words. I'm paraphrasing. It will mm -hmm. come to fruition. Yeah. And I had that above my desk. It's been above my desk for many years, many seasons, wow. because there was a lot of times and there are a mm. lot of times when you don't see, you don't see the end game, don't see the end game in reality. Yet. Yeah, but you're working towards it. But God has a mm. plan. God knows what the end game is. Mm. Wow. And, you know, so we just have to stay obedient. Yeah. In the task, right? We have to be obedient to the task yeah. and follow through. And for entrepreneurs, you must be obedient to the task. And sometimes for entrepreneurs, they may come to a point where. You know, this business, this baby, this yeah. maybe this isn't the business God wants for them. That's God wants them in a different business or God wants them in a different way. Yeah. Because I even think back in my young adult life, you know, I'd gone to college, gone to graduate school. You know, I'm, I joined the you know, faculty administrative contract. I step into the Wirt Center for the Performing Arts on Northwestern's mm -hmm. campus. Um, you know, $9 million facility just yeah. opening the front door. I'm 23 years old. <laughs> and then people would say to me after the fact, I can't believe you left the university. Why did you leave the university? Well, I knew that wasn't where the Lord wanted me to be. Wow. That's interesting. I just knew internally after, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, probably about three years and I was like, no, God has something different for me in my life. That is just profound. That is so profound because people are wandering on like wandering generalities. What should I do? Where should I go? Who should I talk to? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're looking for just the next. They're looking mm -hmm. for their next. Mm -hmm. And um, that what you said is just on point. That is mm -hmm. so on point. I want you to 
um, just talk a little bit briefly about, you talked about theater in the beginning, but there's something that's going to happen, um, I believe this year, about theater that's in, happening oh, in the place yeah, of play. Oh, I've got to bring that oh, up because, oh, you know, thank it's you, like, Sheila, for it's putting just, that out your, there. God brings you back, you know. Oh, God so. brings you back. <laughs> so I have the honor and the privilege and how the Lord puts people in your path, right? Yeah. So um, there's a wonderful coffee shop in Plainfield called Ten Drops, and mm-hmm. I love it. And it's kind of off the beaten path and yeah. the best kept secret in America, but everyone knows it's there. But anyway. So I would do some appointments there. I'd be in there all the time. And I had the opportunity to align with the mayor, yes. John Argadellis. Yes. And John came and said, you know, I have this idea of wanting to start this community theater. And I want to, I'm so excited about this. And I want to do a production on an annual basis of A Christmas Carol. And I want it to be a community production. So here we are. And yeah. we are now the Plainfield Players. Um, Aaron Lobo and uh, Carl Gilmore and myself and John and Brian Eckstein. And we're the nucleus of this theater company. So yeah. at, at this point, we will be putting on a production of A Christmas Carol in December of 2024 wow. uh, in Plainfield. And we're wow. excited to be uh, part of you know the, the core of starting this new not-for-profit community theater company called Plainfield players we do have a facebook page okay. for anyone who wants to align with us and then we had the opportunity as well with the plainfield community yes, alliance yes. which is growing out of unfortunately the tragedy yeah, in october of the boy, yes. little boy being mm-hmm. uh, murdered in plainfield which mm-hmm. is also a great organization that's yes. growing mm-hmm. so so many you know so many blessings and you were on their panel yes, at the last yes. meeting awesome so, organization yeah, yeah. That's so happening. and this is how we communicate uh-huh. <laughs> and this is how we bring communities together Right, right, right. Just listening and hearing. Right. Wow, I am so excited. Today we have been talking to Susan Holman, who is eye to eye consulting. Um, she is has a servant's heart. She has been out there. 19 Cadillacs, folks. I mean, some people <laughs> don't get one Cadillac in a lifetime. But she is a person that is boots on the ground working to help people, to help make a difference. She is using her talents, her skills, and everything that she has in her. She's one of those people that's going to die empty. She's not going to leave a puff of powder over there. She's going to use <laughs> it all up because God is directing her every step. It's just been a joy and a delight to talk with her today. Um, I want you to remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts to impact the world. Susan, thank you so much for being my special guest today. We'll see you next time on Gifted with Sheila White. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.